This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Jeremiah 31, 11 to 14. If you are there, please say amen. For the Lord had redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Therefore, they shall come and sing in the of Zion and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. They shall flow together. They shall flow together. They shall flow together. I don't know if someone is hearing me here. They shall flow together. And when they flow, they flow to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and of the heart, their soul shall be as a watered garden. And they shall not sorrow anymore at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together. For I will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrows. In the name that is above all names. Let me read verse 14 that says, And I will satiate the soul of the priest with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied, saith the Lord. Can I get an amen in the house? God bless you. Please be seated. You know, when you hear a statement, when you hear a statement like that, there are three things that should come to your mind. Three questions that you should ask yourself. When you hear someone say something, such a big thing, someone is saying, when you hear somebody make a declaration that seems to be very big, you ask yourself three questions. Question number one, who is speaking? That's very important. You know, it doesn't matter what people say, what anybody say. Anybody has a right to say what they like to say. But who is speaking is very critical. Who is speaking at that point? If someone says, I'm going to make you a president, ask him, has he been a president before? Does he have the capacity? Who is speaking? And, and, and the person that is speaking here, he said, I am the Lord. He's the one that said in Genesis chapter 17, I am the Almighty. The Almighty. And this morning, something dropped in my spirit. When you don't have might, go to the Almighty. When you find yourself not having might, you go to the Almighty. When you have no might, there is one that has all might. He's called the Almighty. Who is speaking? He's the one who said, the cattle upon the thousand hills, they are mine. The one who said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness, they are all. Everything that is on the earth, it belongs to me. I own it. Who is speaking? Is the one who said, underneath are the everlasting and there's nothing I cannot carry. The pillar that holds the earth is the hands of the Lord. Underneath are the everlasting arms. Who is he that is speaking? He's the one that said, I sit in heaven, but earth has become my footstool. I put my leg here. Praise God. Question number two. Can he help me? <laughs> Can he help me? Because it's one thing for him to be there, but does he want to help me at all? It's the same God. That same God, this, the one speaking, is the one who said, look, I will help you. I will help you. And the truth is that many times we look for help in several places, but you know what? The help of man will always be vain, but the help of God... I've come to learn one thing. When somebody doesn't help you because God has not permitted them to help you, they are not in your help equation. <laughs> Don't be angry with anybody. They are not in your help equation. May you not be helped by people that God has not assigned to help you. Amen. I know only, only mature people will be able to say amen there. Because some people can get help from anywhere. They take help from anywhere. 
But I don't want to take help from a place where God doesn't want to help me. If God has not assigned you to help me, please keep the help. That's the truth. Because sometimes you may mix up what God wants to do because you collected what God didn't want to do. Number three, does he have the capacity to help me? Three questions. Does he have the capacity to help me? Can he keep his promise? And the Bible says very clearly, I am God. Whatever goes out of my mouth, I will not change it. See, one thing you don't understand about God is that when God says something is black, even if that thing was not black, it becomes black the moment he says it. That's God. The moment he says it, it becomes black. It was not black, but because he said it, it becomes black. If it was white and God says it's black, that, if it was black and God says it, that's what, the moment he says it, that same moment, it becomes what he said it is. And God is speaking to someone here expressly. He said, I will turn your mourning into joy. If I had my way, this, the, probably the message I would have actually shared with you this morning would have been, you will dance. Because that's what he had put in my heart. You will dance. And I need to say it, so I don't know who the person is, but I need to say it to you, you will dance. See, you don't dance in war, you dance in victory. <laughs> when you dance, it's because something good is happening. And I don't know who I'm talking about. Maybe that's a word that's coming express with you. Go get your dancing shoe because it's time for you to dance. See, when God turns your morning into joy, you dance. That's what the psalmist said. He's turned my morning into dancing again. God is the one who knows how to turn things around. And this morning, in the name that's above every other name, some things are turning. Some things are turning. Some things are turning. Some things are turning. However, if things are going to turn, they are setting secrets to the things that turn. The Bible says, God hides things. It is the glory of God to hide a thing. So, but men come into honor when they search the matter out. Proverbs 25, verse 2. God hides things. In Deuteronomy, he makes the same declaration. The secret things belong to God. But the things that are revealed, they are for us and for our children. So I just want to share a couple of turnaround secrets with us this morning. I don't have too much time, so I'm going to skip some things. But turnaround secrets for us this morning. If I forget, please somebody remind me that I needed to talk about Ezekiel 21 verse 27. Maybe that's what we're going to use to pray. So that you will know that God indeed means something for us today. See, satisfaction is coming your way. Secret number one, to enjoy a turnaround, you need a destiny encounter. A destiny encounter. When I say destiny encounter, it's not a program. It's not something that somebody had planned somewhere. It is God bringing you face to face with the reality of why he manufactured or created you. That's a destiny encounter. We can be doing all other things until God meets us and says, no, that's not it. This is the thing. Remember the story of Gideon. Gideon was having an unpalatable experience. The Bible says that Gideon, if you read uh, um, Judges chapter 6 from verse 11 or from verse 1, the Bible says that this young man was in a place and, and he was just doing the little thing he could until an angel appeared. That was a destiny encounter. An angel appeared to him and said to him, no, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Mighty man of valor. Many of you don't know how mighty you are. You don't know how great you are. That's the truth of the matter. You don't know how great. You know, there are, I love to sing in my quiet place. I'm not a very fantastic singer, but I love to sing in my quiet place. But I've sang some songs and God has stopped me in my track to say certain things to me. You know, I remember how, how I was singing one day. It was even in this city of Abuja then while I was pastoring here that I was singing this song, There is no one like you. And he stopped me in my track and he said, Do you know that there is no one like you too? That's 
the manufacturer. There's no one like you too. So when he comes to you and says, go in this might Listen, you are not only resourceful, you are highly resourced to take anything you want to take in this land. That's the truth. Heavily loaded to take anything you want to take. But many of us need just that destiny encounter. When you get to that place, and that's why I tell people, you know, we've got to learn how to come to the place of God and stay with him until he reveals to us who we are in him. Until we become, you see, the Bible says, as you keep seeing him. See, the problem is that many of us, we are not seeing him as we should see him. The Bible says, if we keep seeing him, he said, we shall be like him. Well, we shall see him as he is. Because when we see him as he is, we see ourselves in the reality of who we are. So we can do the things that have been ordained for us to do. Are you pressing wine? Why are you serving in the place where you're supposed to be the person on top? You need a destiny encounter. Let me move on. Number two, godly habits. Apart from a destiny encounter, you need a godly habit. See, what you keep doing will one day do you or undo you. Let me say that again. What you keep doing will one day do you or undo you. Godly habits. Godly habits. Jesus Christ had a habit. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, if you read 16 to 18, the Bible says he was always going to the temple, going into the into this, um, sanctuary, and they will give him a book, and he will read every day. He kept reading it until one day, somebody say one day. One day, he read it, what he has always been reading, that didn't look like it made meaning, just jumped at him. See? Pastor, mention of the scripture now, he spoke his word, and that word came to me. And it's, it's not as if we've not heard the word before, but one day, a word just comes, and you are wondering, how come this word is coming this way? That's the word for that season for you. It just comes. Godly habits. Godly habits. Zechariah had a habit. It took a long time, but his habit paid off at the end of the day. Cornelius had a habit. In Acts chapter 10, verse 31, he was always giving arms. And one day, he gave the arms until eventually it became his turn for a turnaround. Number three, proper perspective. How you see things matters a lot. In fact, the way we view things determines the way we do things. Proper perspective. How we see God is actually the God that we enjoy. Many people don't know that. You, don't, you limit God sometimes by your perspective. How you see God determines the God you enjoy. It determines the God you enjoy. That's the truth. God will be with you wherever. If you see him small, he will be small just the same way. If you see him big, he'll be big. Just It's the way you see God. The way you see life is the way life appears to you. That's the truth. A proper perspective. Gideon remains small because it's perspective. But the thing is, sometimes when we have issues in life, we always look at God as if he's our issue. We will size him up with our issue. And that's where many people don't have faith because their faith is equated to the God they see. So what they ask God is based on the God they see. That's what they ask. It's just like somebody appears before Pastor Tundina and says, Pastor, please give me five naira. I am not sure he will give you. You know why? He doesn't have five naira. I didn't say he does not have money. But five naira, you can't find it in his pocket. He has passed that level. <laughs> so if you ask for that, he won't have it to give you. It's not there. Because it's not there. So I don't know whether what you're asking God, God has passed the level. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But David saw a problem and he saw it in a different perspective. When he saw Goliath, it was different. So how do you see the things that are going on? God, God can bring a turn around, but how do you see what you are going through right now? This is going to kill me. You are dead already. Because that's the way you see it. You are dead already. When Lazarus died, or rather when Lazarus, when Lazarus died, in the eyes of some, it was that he died. In the eyes of Jesus, he was sleeping. That was why he woke him up. For others, they buried him. 
See, how you see things determines what you do. They buried him because they saw him as dead. Jesus Christ came and said, ah, the guy is sleeping. Why did you bury him? My father in the Lord used to say something that I love. He said, if you refuse to die, nobody will bury you. Mm. <laughs> I want to make a pronouncement here. This year, 2021, you will not die. Neither will anyone bury you. Number four, positive relationships. Now, I share this because a lot of people don't understand how powerful this can be. I know that some of us are watching, and I know that this goes online, but you know, a lot of times people are challenged when they talk about things like man, no man. Man, no man. See, anytime God is ready to bless your life, he brings a man across your way. I won't be able to share the things that are in my heart on this because I know I'm not the only one who is going to be listening to this. And some people might just misconstrue what I'm saying. But I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes it might even be a bad man that God will bring across your way. See, sometimes bad men can do good things. <laughs> you know, you need to understand that the heart of man, every man, the heart of every king, is in the hand of God. He can turn it wherever he likes. So please, don't think that every bad man that comes your way must do you bad. No, sir. Some bad men are sent your way so that God can use them through their badness to lift you up. <laughs> and it's not every godly man that will do you godly. Uh-huh. That's why the Bible says, Walk, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. No, it didn't say, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of, in the counsel of the ungodly. Simply because counsel of the ungodly only comes from ungodly people. No, sometimes godly people bring ungodly counsel. I've seen that happen over and over, and I'm, I've, I've been a pastor for a long time, so I've seen so many ungodly can. That's why Paul said, I didn't ask anybody when I got the revelation I got, because I know that it's not everyone who is going to support the revelation that I have gotten. See, people can't understand what God is saying to you, but the man that God sent will understand, and he will stand with you. The name that is above every other name. I need to say a prayer for someone here. The people that God has appointed for your life and for your destiny. The people that God has sent to you. May they appear before you in the name of Jesus. Moses said, I cannot do this assignment. Who is going to help me? He said, don't worry. I have prepared somebody called your brother Aaron. And I have also prepared your sister. They are there to help you. When Elijah called and said, no more rain. This, I banish the heavens. Don't rain any longer. And then, of course, sometimes the problems you create, you suffer from it. He banished the rain and he didn't know that when rain stops falling, he himself will sweat. And God said to him, excuse me. I know you are going to sweat, but I made an arrangement. Sir, I don't know who I'm talking about. My time is running out so fast. You know, I, I don't know who I'm talking about here, but I feel like the Spirit is telling me to tell you that God has made an arrangement. Oh, yeah, God has made some arrangements for you. See, I made an arrangement, and the arrangement was that you go to a place called Zerafat, and in that place, I prepared a widow. I have prepared a widow. How can a widow open your window? A widow. You should have said no, but you know what? Funny enough... As God, as this man was going, he found the widow at the gate of the city. I read that one as I was coming this morning. It just jumped at me. He found her at the gate. She would have been in the back. God didn't want him to do the labors. He just put her at the gate of the city. So when he got there, he met her. And here she was, baking something that she would eat and die. But you know, in the midst of that, there was a miracle coming. You know, there was a miracle for Elijah. And there was a miracle for Elijah, for the woman. 
And two of them got a turn around that day because he was fed and she also was fed until the season for that brook. And God said, no, charity, I mean, the brook, this place is over. Let's move on to somewhere else. And God moved him somewhere else. Positive relationship. I'm going to close on that note. In the name that is above every other name, that God himself will bring in your direction, bring in your way. People that he has set up for your life and for your destiny in the name of Jesus. The people that he has arranged to support you, to help you, to take you into places, to get you to the place that God has arranged for you, may God bring them your way. In the name of Jesus, may God bring those kind of people your way. One lady, it was in this city, one lady went for an interview one day. She went for an interview in a bank, and as they were interviewing her, unknown to her, maybe known to her, I think maybe she was a strategy, known or unknown, somebody was sitting down there who happens to know a pastor. And she got into the interview and she just sat down there and she said one or two things. And they said, Where did, where did you get that from? She said, My pastor said, He said, Who is your pastor? And she said, My pastor is Bisi Akonde. And the moment the woman on the other side heard that name, because of the relationship with her, she said, The job is already your own. Just by that name. Whether she was good enough or not, it really didn't matter. Just because she had a relationship that worked for her. I pray for someone here. May those relationships that need to work for you work for you. In the name of Jesus. Please, because of time, I need us to rise to our feet. And I'm going to take you to that scripture I said in Ezekiel. And if you don't mind, please put it up for us because we are going to pray with that scripture and I'll take my seat. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 21 and verse 27. Ezekiel 21, 27. Please, if you don't mind, let's all rise to our feet. It's morning hour. I don't expect you to be tired. But if you are tired, the Lord will strengthen you. I want us to read that scripture together. One, two, let's go. I will overturn, overturn, overturn it and it shall be no more until he come whose right it is and I will give it him. I don't know what you saw in that scripture but God said I will keep turning it. I will keep turning it. I will keep turning it. I I don't want to say what what is what is in my mind because you might you might not understand it very well. But I'll keep turning it. You know, there's something that they keep turning. Wherever it stops, you carry the money. You know, he said, "I will turn it. I will keep turning it until he whose it is he 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 who is he whose it is who is the person who is it who is he talking about until he whose it is I will keep turning it until the person appears. When he appears, then I will give it him in the name that is above every other name. God will keep turning it, and when you appear, he releases it to you. I said, he will release it to you. When you appear, he releases it to you. In the name of Jesus, God will keep overturning it until you appear. When you appear, he releases it to you. In this day and in this season, I stand under God's unction in the house and I make a decree and a declaration. God keeps on uh, keeps turning it until you appear in the name of Jesus. That which he has arranged for your life and destiny. You are not missing it in the name of Jesus. God brings you a divine turnaround. You want to lift up your voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm here before you. I need a turnaround in my life. I receive a turnaround this morning. Go ahead and make that a prayer to him. Lord, I receive a turnaround this morning. I receive a divine turnaround this morning. I receive a turnaround this morning. I, I hope you know how to pray here. I know you, I hope you know how to pray here. I receive a divine turnaround this morning. I receive a divine turnaround this morning. I see things happening. I see things happening. I see things happening. That scripture is talking to someone here. I will turn. I will turn. I will turn until you appear. I will keep turning and turning until you appear. It's your time. It's your season. It's your moment. This is your turnaround moment. I will keep turning it until you appear. I will keep turning it until you appear. I will keep turning it until you appear. This is your turnaround season. 
This is your turnaround moment. I will keep turning it until you appear. Thank you, my father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. One prayer before we go, just lift up your voice and say, Father, anything you need to turn in my life for my turnaround to come this morning, turn it. Go ahead and make that prayer. Go ahead this morning, Lord, turn it. Whatever you need to turn. This morning, my Father, turn it. Whatever you need to turn. Whatever needs to turn. Lord, whatever you need to turn. Whatever needs to turn. Whatever needs to turn. Whatever you need to turn this morning, Lord, turn it. Mandarabashakalibosontoria. Lord, turn it. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I never ever want to live without saying this. If you know you are here, and for whatever reason, you don't have a relationship. I'm talking about positive relationship. When you get into God, things begin to turn for you naturally because that's the way God works. He, he will meet you the way you are, but he never leaves you the way you are. That's the God we serve. Wherever he meets you, that's just the beginning of the things that he wants to do in your life. So if for any reason you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you lost your relationship with him, I want you to just please let me know by the show of hand and then we'll just pray. I'm not going to be able to call you out. I don't have the time right now now but please if you are there and you are not born again and you want to be born again you need to lift up your hand just so that I will know you are there that's why you're lifting up your hand come on somebody are you in the house thank you my brother I see your hand God bless you you are there you're not born again and you want this God of turn around to turn things around in your life now just lift up your hands please let's make that quick and if you are lifting up your hand just say Lord Jesus I surrender my heart to you from now on come into my heart be my Lord and master in Jesus name God bless you. Somebody's going to give you something to just write your name and your address. We're praying for you from now on in the name of Jesus. Everyone in the house, please stretch out your hands towards here if you don't mind. And I just say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. I want to decree and declare everyone that is stretching for the hands to this altar. It's not about me. Altar is the place where destinies are altered. Lord, it's about you. As they stretch for their hands, I decree right now, your turnaround has come. Your turnaround has come. Wherever you need a turnaround, wherever you need to move to the next level, in the name of Jesus, receive grace. Let the mercy of God work for you. Let the power of God work for you. Let the glory of God dawn upon your life in the name of Jesus. As, I, as you leave this place, the grace for great things is hereby released in your life in the name of Jesus. By this time next week, things will be working in a dimension that you will not understand. Your enemies will not understand. Even your friends will not understand. Thus saith the Lord this morning. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.